0: Welcome to Starlight Radio Dreams, the comedy show with a podcasting habit brought to you by our backers on Patreon. This episode is Samuel Spruce and the Frosty Wood, written and directed by Jared McDerris. featuring the vocal talents of Cat Evans, Jared McDaris, and Ansel Birch. The Starlight Radio Dreams theme was written and recorded by Arnie Parrott, sound design and editing by Jared McDerris. Now, without further ado, on with the show. was once and only once upon a time in the deep and mysterious frosty wood. A little boy was lost in the frosty wood. A little wooden boy searching for something he himself had lost. A pilgrim lost in the snow with sunset approaching. Now some folk will tell you that when you're searching for something lost, lost is the best place to be in order to find it. Of course, even if that's true, who's going to find you?
1: Sorry, what was that? Hello? Must have been my imagination. (sighs) Jiminy! Here, doggy! Jiminy! Hey, watch it, pal!
2: What? Sorry! I said watch it, Bigfoot! You almost stepped on me.
1: Oh, I'm terribly sorry, little bumblebee. I hadn't expected to find you out here in such a snowy forest.
2: Ah, of course you didn't. Most bees are holed up for the winter, but not me. I'm out here working that hustle, harvesting them flowers. Oh my, oh, forget me not.
1: How beautiful.
2: I don't care about no beauty. It's all stuff full of nectar. That's what I care about.
1: I see. I'm surprised there are any flowers out here at all. It's quite cold the greater the risk the greater the
2: reward kid that's a little lesson from me to you Uh,
1: what are you doing out here anyway oh yes my name is samuel spruce the little wooden boy i'm a dog walker i am milty the bee that's me and what's a dog walker oh you see many people keep dogs as pets but they're just so busy they haven't time to take the dogs on walks to exercise them and play with them you see really That's right. So they hire me to do it for them. It's wonderful.
2: Why even have the dogs then?
1: I'm afraid I don't know. I suppose they just like to have them.
2: Wow. These people sound great. I thought I was busy. But imagine being so busy you can't even enjoy what you have. Brilliant! I suppose so. Don't get me wrong, kid. You're pretty good too. Out here in the snow, walking dogs. You're all right. Oh, thank you. Wait a minute. If you're a dog walker, where's the dog?
1: Yes, well you see, I was just finishing up taking the last dog home and they managed to slip away and run off into the frosty wood so I've come in search of them. Jiminy is their name. Cute name. I thought so too.
2: Dog's probably dead by now if you ask me. It's awful cold out here, you know.
1: Oh. (coughs) But hey, if this job doesn't work out,
2: you can always go find another one, right?
1: I suppose so. Though truth be told, I am a little weary of sleeping under the old overpass. I long to have a roof over my head, a little space heater maybe, perhaps even a mattress to sleep upon. Oh yeah, it's great, kid. Let me
2: tell you, I sleep in a hive with 50,000 other bees, and you want to talk about space heaters? Boy, howdy, it's the greatest.
1: That does sound nice. I remember when the rats used to keep me warm, back when I slept under the dumpster. I wonder how they're doing these days.
2: Probably dead, am I right? It's cold out here, in case you haven't noticed.
1: <coughs> oh, I say, oughtn't you to be in your hive with your queen and all your friends staying warm? They're not my friends.
2: They're the competition. Oh. Yeah, I'm out here on my grind so as I can get that promotion. Promotion? That's right. The queen bee's got to retire someday, and once she's out, it's old Milty's turn to take the throne. Do
1: queen Bees retire?
2: Well, they better, or else it's time I started shopping around for another hive.
1: Oh? Yeah, this is my third
2: hive so far. It's called the
1: Free Market. Oh, I've heard of that. That's how I became a dog walker. I just kept searching and finding different jobs until I happened upon this one. Yeah, there you go. And now here you are searching for a dog.
2: That's called leveraging your skills, kid. Good job.
1: Thank you so much. I must say I'm not accustomed to this much positive reinforcement.
2: Sounds like you're living around moochers and do-nothings then.
1: Maybe. Uh, But
2: not me. Not us. We're workers, Sam. You and me. Nectar of the gods. That's a bee expression, kid. It means salt of the earth.
1: Oh, I see.
2: That's why I'm out here on my grind. While they're all in there staying fat and warm like a bunch of lazy suckers. (coughs) Come spring, I'll be the prime earner in the whole hive, and they'll have to make me queen. Perhaps. Or else I'll just find another hive that appreciates my go-getter attitude.
1: Yes, but if there's only one queen and tens of thousands of other bees all competing... But
2: I'm the only one out here in the cold. Think, kid, think. Thousands and thousands of bees, and none of them ever thought to stay out here in the cold. At least none that I ever heard of.
1: I suppose that's true.
2: They'll have to promote me. It just makes sense.
1: Yes. Yes, it does.
2: It's the only rational choice.
1: It is the only rational choice. And if I just stay out here and keep looking, then sooner or later, Jiminy will choose to return to me. Yeah! Wait, what? No! Don't be stupid. Pardon? It's not the dog. The
2: dog's the nectar. The dog's nothing. Nothing? It's your employers. If you stay out here long enough, working hard enough... They'll promote you. what? The dog doesn't matter. It's probably dead by now anyway. That's awful. What? I only mean it would be awful if Jiminy were dead. Well, that's the dog's fault, isn't it? Shouldn't be running around out here in the cold, should it?
1: <coughs> I suppose not. It seems to me, though, that if Jiminy runs off, their owners might not be terribly keen to promote me. Whatever that might mean. No matter how hard I work.
2: And they're stupid too. This is how the system rationally
1: works. And I can't help wondering if worker bees really do become queen bees through rational promotion. Don't
2: question me, kid. Bee economics is a very deep and complex system. And I don't need some ignorant young whiffet interrogating me while I'm out here getting that bread. Or nectar in this case
1: terribly sorry to offend. I suppose I'm just a little worried for you, it being so cold here and all the other bees being warm and fed and comfortable.
2: Don't cry for me, whippersnapper. I'm thriving. Thriving. (coughs) Here, why don't you take this flower with you? It's all tapped out.
1: Oh, I'd love to take such a beautiful forget-me-not with me, but oughtn't you leave it here? I'm sure it shall have more nectar later on.
2: I don't need your charity, kid. I'm thriving. Look how thriving I am.
1: (coughs) Take it. I insist. Oh, well, if you insist. Oh, it smells lovely. I wonder if the scent of this flower might draw Jiminy back to me. Dogs have a remarkable sense of smell, you know.
2: Yeah, I don't care. I'm too busy succeeding in life. (coughs) See you later, kid. Say, I think I saw some paw prints up north that-a-way. Give it a go if you like. My gift to you. Really? That's wonderful. Thank you. Just be careful you don't run into growl. He'll tear you apart. Hey, kid, did you hear me? Ah, well, he'll figure it out when growl tears him apart. (coughs) I am so smart, and everyone else is a sucker.
0: Poor little pilgrim didn't hear Milty the Bee's warning. Watch out for Growl. Instead, he plowed on deeper into the frosty wood in search of his missing dog.
1: Jiminy! Here, doggy! Jiminy! Oh, I do wish I had a coating of fur to guard me from the chill. Then again, perhaps Jiminy wishes they had an actual coat. I say, the paw prints lead straight to this tree, then they simply vanish. Hello! Hello up there! Jiminy, can you climb trees? Get lost!
3: We don't want any! Any what? I already donated!
1: I'm terribly sorry. I think you may have me confused for someone else.
3: And you got me confused for somebody else. I'm Ludwig the Squirrel, and I don't know who this Jiminy character is, but if they're in my tree, then I hope they enjoy some incisor to the face.
1: Oh, my. Uh, Forgive me, I'm just searching for my dog, Jiminy. I followed some tracks to this tree, but then they simply vanished. I thought... Yeah,
3: well, there's nobody up here but me, just how I like it. Say... Since you're here, see that acorn over there? Toss it up here, why don't you?
1: Oh, certainly, Mr. Ludwig. Thanks.
3: Yeah, You're all right, kid. Why don't you sit a spell? I ain't had anybody to talk to in ages.
1: Oh, I would love to, but I'm afraid I'm searching for my dog, Jiminy. Have you any idea why these poor prints would suddenly disappear like this?
3: Uh, it was probably Growl. Growl? Growl, the wolf. He sleeps in a hollowed-out tree somewhere around here, sometimes. He's really good at covering up his tracks after he kills somebody.
1: Oh, dear.
3: Yeah, if your dog got loose around Growl, then it's not looking too good.
1: Oh...
3: But hey, look on the up and up, kid. Growl's pretty full around now, I'll bet. Maybe he'll just let your dog off with a vicious mauling. Oh, my. At least they're not a squirrel. Bad time to be a squirrel, I don't mind telling you.
1: I'm sorry, I hadn't considered that.
3: Oh, I'm fine. Don't you worry. I got all the acorns I could possibly want, so I'm not going anywhere. Spent all summer and autumn saving them up. Every last one in the whole forest. All of them?
1: Don't the other squirrels save up acorns as well?
3: <laughs> they did. But let's just say I found a way to corner the old market. Work smart, not hard. That's some free advice, kid.
1: Yes, that does make sense.
3: Ah, this is nice. I ain't had nobody to share my wisdom with in a while. It's important to hear your words reflected back at you every so often. That's some more free advice, kid.
1: Oh, I do like that, Mr. Ludwig. I've often felt
3: oh, I was the best, kid. If there was an acorn, I grabbed it, and damn the consequences. I could out-race, out-wrestle, and sometimes out-steal any other squirrel in the frosty wood. Out-steal? Oh! Ludwig, they'd cry, please share some of your acorns with us, or we'll starve come the winter.
1: I must say, that sounds like a reasonable request to me. Of
3: course it does to you, kid. You're a dope. No offense.
1: Oh, none... I
3: mean, here you are running around on the forest floor like a jackass, just begging for Growl to come tear you to pieces. I didn't know... Exactly. Growl might be full but don't think he won't tear you apart if you look at him funny. You even got anybody helping you look for the dog?
1: Well, no, they just sort of ran off, and I just sort of ran after them. I'm afraid there wasn't much time for planning.
3: Exactly. Smart, not hard, kid.
1: Would you consider helping me look, Mr. Ludwig? Ha!
3: Nice try. Nothing's gonna make me leave this tree.
1: Oh, I see.
3: You gotta learn to tell your resources from your competition, kid.
1: Oh, yes, I remember. Not my friends, my competition. Yeah,
3: exactly. Those so-called reasonable squirrels you were so in love with, once the weather started getting cold, they tried to steal some of my acorns. Competition.
1: But didn't you say you stole some of their...
3: They were nothing but dirty little thieves, as I always suspected, so I did what any respectable citizen would do. I just told Growl the Wolf where all their nests were. Oh, no. So whenever they tried to leave their homes and steal my stuff, they were in for a rude awakening. That's what you get for being a thief. That's horrible. I know, right? Here I am, an enterprising wunderkind of a squirrel, revolutionizing the acorn accumulation game, shifting the paradigms of socioeconomic interaction, and these little bastards are threatening to steal some of my property.
1: Threatening? I thought you said they did try to... Honestly,
3: fuck them, am I right? Life is a competition, and it looks like I'm the fittest. Now I get to wait out the whole winter on my throne of acorns. Then come spring, it's time to make some babies and enjoy my early retirement.
1: But, Ludwig, sir, how are you going to make babies if all the other squirrels are dead?
3: Oh, well, I'm sure I'll find one somewhere.
1: And aren't you worried Growl the Wolf might eat you while you're looking for another squirrel?
3: Nah, kid, don't be stupid. Growl and me are friends. He's been eating all winter, thanks to me.
1: And are you sure you're friends, Mr. Ludwig, and not competition?
3: dad, 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 do do not hassle me, kid. Squirrel economics is a deep and complex system, and I don't need some naive duofus of a dipshit trying to teach me how it all works. So get lost already, and if you do see any squirrels out there, make sure you tell them I got all the acorns so I win.
1: I'm not sure they'll be terribly keen to make babies with you if I tell them that, sir.
3: I'm the best, kid. And everyone wants to be friends with the best. Now get out of here. You said you were looking for your dog, right? I think I saw some paw prints over there to the west.
1: Thank you, sir.
3: Why don't you take that stick there with you? Dogs like sticks, right?
1: Good idea, sir. Thank you, sir.
3: Aight. Have a happy winter. I know I will.
1: Yes, sir. Thank you, sir.
3: And remember, if you see any other squirrels, tell them I win. I got all the nuts, baby. I win. Cold out there.
0: I win. The wind was starting to pick up, and the sun was dipping dangerously low as the little pilgrim followed the tracks, his flower in one hand and his stick in the other.
1: Jiminy, Jiminy, are you there? It's going to get terribly cold after the sunset. These trees are getting awfully frightful looking. Perhaps Milty and Ludwig are right. Perhaps Jiminy is. No, no, I have to believe that Jiminy is still out here after all, I have an obligation to my employers. Yes, that's right. I shan't stop until I've found Jiminy. These tracks have to lead somewhere after all. Eventually.
0: The trees moaned in the baleful wind and the chill bit deep into the little wooden boy. Time dragged on and so did our pilgrim until he came at last to a hollowed out tree a tree with a wolf inside until he came to me
1: yes sir that's how I got here and I take it you must be Mr. Growl I fear your reputation has preceded you sir
0: careful boy one wrong move and I'll tear you apart
1: absolutely sir I don't mean to bother you I was only wondering if you had seen my dog, Jiminy.
0: Dogs don't interest me, Pilgrim.
1: But have you seen any dogs today?
0: Dogs used to be wolves, you know. Strong, independent, wild. Then over time they became domesticated, weak and obedient. No, dogs don't interest me, Pilgrim.
1: Yes, sir been very clear about that, but I wonder if, as a favor to me, you might tell me whether you've seen Jiminy at all today.
0: Didn't you learn anything from your friends, the bee and the squirrel? You can't be out here chasing somebody else's dog all day, Pilgrim. Soon it'll be night. Soon I'll be ready to hunt. And here you are, walking straight into my den.
1: I'm only made of wood, Mr. Growl.
0: You're not only wood, boy. You're also in my way. Here's another lesson for you. A wolf's economics is very simple.
1: I think I understand it already, Mr. Growl.
0: I thought you might.
1: Hmm. A bee's economics would tell me to just keep asking. Well, Mr. Growl, it... Seems you can't help me, so I shall be on my way.
0: What's your hurry?
1: No hurry at all, sir, but if dogs don't interest you...
0: Wait! Not that way.
1: Not this way, sir. Why not?
0: Because I said so.
1: I wonder if there's a dog this way, sir?
0: Maybe there is a dog that way. And maybe I'm hungry.
1: Yes, but surely there must be other things to eat, sir.
0: Oh? Can you offer me something else? Someone else?
1: Well, I suppose that would be good squirrel economics. But no, sir, I can't. And I... I can't let you hurt to Jiminy either.
0: Why not? Dogs are worthless, weak and obedient.
1: Jimley ran off on their own today, sir, and no matter how many times I call, they won't come back. That doesn't sound weak or obedient to me.
0: I don't like to be contradicted, pilgrim.
1: Begging your Pardon, Mr. Growl, but no one in this forest seems to like being contradicted. No one in this forest seems to spend much time thinking about anyone else but themselves. And to be terribly frank, sir, you don't seem all that different from anyone else. Brrr,
0: brave words. You think that flower and that stick are going to protect you?
1: Well, I don't know about protection, sir. All I know is it's my duty to find Jiminy and... And I want to find them! I like them!
0: It's nightfall now. Time for your last lesson.
1: I don't believe you have anything to teach me, sir.
0: What did you say, pilgrim?
1: I don't think anyone in this forest knows anything about anything, and that includes you! Sir, when you came lunging at me with your fangs, I fear I just reacted without
0: thinking. How could you do that? You almost scratched my eye.
1: I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I've never hit anyone before. And I've
0: never been hit before. Ow. Ow, 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 ow. ow.
1: Is that another wolf or is it? Jiminy! Jiminy! Here, doggy! Jiminy! Oh!
0: No, it's not fair! I wanna eat the dog!
1: There you are! <laughs> <laughs> oh Jiminy, I feared I'd lost you. Oh, do you like the flower? I do too.
0: Don't ignore me! You hit me with a stick, you jerk!
1: Come along, Jiminy. Let's get out of this terrible forest before it gets too dark.
0: (laughs) I'm gonna eat you so bad you don't even know!
1: (laughs) Why ever did you run off, Jiminy? (laughs) You're not at all like the other animals in this forest, Jiminy. But between you and me... I think that's all for the best. (laughs) I've never been terribly sharp, Jiminy, but everyone in this forest has awfully strange ideas about how we ought to behave.
3: Hey, kid! That you? You see any acorns over there? Hey, kid! Kid! I've had so many jobs, Jiminy, but I think this one is
1: my favorite. It may not pay enough for an apartment, or a bed, or even a filthy pillow to shove in the corner of my cardboard box but I do so love your company and the company of the other dogs. in time already, huh, kid? I thought you was a good one like me. Too bad. (coughs) I fear we shall be getting you home quite late, but I find myself hoping that just this once, perhaps, I shan't be fired. (coughs) I wonder what opportunities tomorrow will bring.
0: Thank you for joining us for Starlight Radio Dreams, the nothing to do with the holidays show. Our next live stream, March of the Pandas, another pandiversary. It's coming up on Friday, March 25. So get your tickets now at
3: StarlightRadiodreams.com. Until then, keep laughing and keep dreaming.